Being twice as good is fucking exhausting. We lean into black mediocrity and the freedom to show your ass at work. The joys of sex toys and cannabis. The state-sanctioned mistreatment of Haitian migrants. Then troll baiting. And Jay finds a reason to talk about Blue's Clues. Because that shit was delightful. It's Tea with Queen and Jay. Drink up. What up? R. Kelly is locked up. They won't let him out. <laughs> oh, no. They won't let him out. So locked how does that work? Up. Do we abolish the prisons now? Like, what, what happens? How I don't know that? what's supposed to happen. <laughs> I don't that? know what's supposed to happen. This feels like, this R. Kelly situation, this feels like a good time for street justice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What a time. Rather him. Right. Like, we can, let's abolish the prison system. And then all our cousins... Just beat him up in a circle or do whatever happened to Denzel at the end of training day. <laughs> whatever. We don't know what happened. We don't know we what don't. happened. We don't. We That's don't how I feel about R. Kelly. I don't need to know what happened. I just want it done. Okay? That's but, what I'm thinking. Yeah. So, I'm, I I, know. you know, let's abolish the prison system. Because even if we abolish the prisons, that means he's out of right? the prison now. So. No, no. He's going to wherever Denzel went at the end of training day in okay. the circle. He's going to throw it in a circle. <laughs> throw it in a fight circle. Got it. Well, all the cousins, all of our cousins, all of our collective community, everybody who listens to this podcast. No, we got to let Aaron Hall beat him up. <laughs> Why? Because he stole Aaron Hall's whole steez. Was that, now was that, has that been documented and verified? Yes. <laughs> Diamond will okay. let us know. Diamond is the R&B encyclopedia. <laughs> she does, she does be knowing. Okay. And we'll just have to listen to Key Sweat songs now. That's, that's, that's fine. I mean, we have been already stopped listening yeah, to I know, I know, R. But, Kelly like that. That's over. Actually, let him out. my thought after he was convicted, I'm like, okay, so now that he's going to jail, maybe for life, mm-hmm. can we listen to R. Kelly now? No. <laughs> does he really? You know his net worth right, right now is negative two billion. <laughs> negative. We got more money than that. R. Kelly. <laughs> Why? I mean, do we? I don't know. Do we? We might be in the negative. Because negative two million when you once were rich means some other thing, right? If we were Googleable, we might be negative. Yeah. We true. might be in the negative. Let's not let's not search that. <laughs> let's not search that. Well, according to my checking account, <laughs> negative I'm not negative two million. Two million. Maybe negative two hundred. Mine might be. I'm negative two hundred, not negative two million. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to R. Kelly finally being convicted of something. Some, something. Tw- only took 25 years. <laughs> it only took forever. Only took 25 years. It only took forever. Years. All um, my life I had to fight. <laughs> yeah, we hope he gets what he deserves. Whatever that is. Whatever that is. Whatever happened to Denzel at the tra- end of training day. Yeah. You know. Whatever happened to that guy in Oz that they put in the wall. <laughs> Whatever happened. Whatever happened to him. Whatever happened to him. Let that, let that happen. Wherever Wallace is, <laughs> you know, you don't really know what happened to Wallace. I mean, we saw it, but if you were actually in the wire, we don't know what happened to Wallace. You know, I didn't never watch the wire, so I don't know what you're talking about. So I'm just going to smile and nod. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it only took forever. Like 25 fucking years. <laughs> yeah. 20 to 25. <laughs> <Wow>. Justice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> America! Fuck yeah! <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. Welcome, Welcome to, to Tea with Queen and Jay. We are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen and Jay. Ew.
Locked up. I just had to get one. <laughs> Locked up. I know I've said this on the podcast, but it's probably years ago because we don't talk about Akon. But don't he kind of sound like Nina Simone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not saying he's the icon like uh, Nina. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. Oh, my gosh. They oh, sound gosh. alike. Her granddaughter's going to come for you. <laughs> I'm just saying. She's the originator, of course, but they sound alike. I'm just surprised it's not talked about more. I'm just surprised I'm the only person I've ever heard say that repeatedly. Look, I'm not going to object because I have unpopular opinions about Stevie Wonder's voice. So Nobody asked you about that. <laughs> like, that's not even on the docket. You know, I get why y'all love it. but um, What is the problem with Stevie Wonder? It's nasally as fuck. I don't know. Okay. It's like... All right, let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Go ahead. Tell them what to do. <laughs> if you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast. Podcast. You can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag T with QJ. We love when you use that on all the social means. You can also use the hashtag pod in, and that allows other folks on the hashtag find T with Queen and J. You can tweet at us at T with QJ is the handle. And we want to hear from you. You can send us T-mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. Yes, every week we pour libations for the people, places, and things giving us black ass, black joy. Queen, what are you pouring libations for this week? I wish I could see her face. (laughs) You see how it's been all this silence? She's made like seven different facial expressions. All like, there's like a smiley one, a flirty one, a winky one, the the shoulders, like a shoulder shimmy, all in silence. What are your libations? My libations is for this new sex toy that I persons it's okay it's the rose and mm-hmm. some of you may know what i'm talking about because it has been making it i heard rounds. a lot of buzzing about it yeah <laughs> literally <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yes i've been seeing it all over social media actually all summer people like oh mm-hmm. my god this toy is the truth this toy is the truth and the last mm-hmm. time i purchased the talk toy, about that- it has been vibrating <laughs> shut up Gosh. Oh gosh! I guess if we did a sex podcast, we'll never get to the stuff because of <laughs> all the Janicia's puns. Not with me. I'm too grown and immature to have a sex podcast. Oh, Y'all gosh. listen to In a Whole Uprising, please. They are very smart and mature. I'm not. Oh my goodness. So I've been seeing the sex toys. It's the rose. It is a mm-hmm. vibrator. Sounds electric. <laughs> No, oh I'm gosh. done because only oh I'm only goodness. done because I really don't have anything left because I'm not. Oh my gosh, really that nah, but that's right, good. Go you're, you're on a roll. I like this. <gasps> I like this. I like okay. this. Okay, right. so it is a vibrator and it is for clitoral stimulation. It like only sucks. clitoral. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> We're here all night. We're here all night. Oh We're here all night. Okay, okay, okay. I think I'm really done. Oh gosh! It's oh, for clitoral stimulation, and it does simulate like someone sucking on a clit, which okay. is a really nice feeling. On my clit, people's know. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not all of us. Maybe not all of us like that. But yeah, if your clitoris like, is sensitive, if you're you know Ooh, if clitoral sens- sensory shit is your jam, it is a it is a place. Mm-hmm. And I had purchased a sex toy based on your raving reviews before, and it was cute. But I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this one though, that's all I'm gonna say. That. <laughs> She's wagging her finger. I'm like, we this is this is a podcast. I know, but it was okay. like 
mm, I couldn't put my finger on it. So I was right. <laughs> waving it. Right. But this one, though, is really, really lit. It's really, really good. Someone asked me, actually, Rob asked me from um, the Naho Uprising, like, is it loud? I'm like, I don't know. I live alone. <laughs> <laughs> no idea my cat's not going to tell me right so i don't even know and a lot of times mm-hmm. i masturbate with music on because i like setting mm-hmm. the mood and shit so i don't even know oh okay. but i'll be in here in dead silent <laughs> Hennessy be looking around like what what are you doing again <laughs> <laughs> oh she got her buzzing toy again that's probably what right? she be thinking again um, but nah, it is a really, really good sex toy. If you are someone who was looking for a sex toy, the the rose. It's variations names of it because it's like, of course, there's different brands who make it. But if mm-hmm. you Google the rose, G-Spot, Vibrator or some shit, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll find it. It is. Why would they call it G-Spot Vibrator though? Cause that's I don't know. Because that's not even... I don't right. I, I'm with you. That's why I was like, G-Spot, but whatever. Probably, oh. you know, did a man invent that? Because they don't know nothing about... They don't know nothing. Cis <laughs> men don't know nothing about... <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but like, Google the Rose Vibrator, mm-hmm. and you will see many of them come up. They even have dildo versions. I don't have that. Mm-hmm. I just have the, like, the Rose. It could possibly just sit on your dresser, and if someone doesn't know it is a sex toy, mm-hmm. it won't be obvious that it is a sex toy. I have seen many times on Twitter where, like, a parent is like, oh, my son found my thing and was playing with it with his toys because they didn't quite you know mm-hmm. like whatever so it's not like right. it's obvious toy if you are someone who wants to make it seem like you're not walking around with sex toys if you're traveling mm-hmm. it might not be so like girl unless they know and if they know that means they know <laughs> <laughs> so it don't matter. But yeah, I just want to pour libations to that. My new sex toy, it's really, really great. And, um, you know, I've been having some solo dates and it's been nice. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Squirt. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weaker Ooh. one. I couldn't figure out. I was mm. trying to think of another one. But I enjoyed <laughs> what it. What are you pouring libations for this week? Well, first of all, I want to pour libations for the fact that I'm about to buy that sex toy. I'm definitely going to buy that. So That's libations to that. But also, I bought some weed this week. Ooh. Like, I walked into a place, I purchased weed, and I walked mm. out. And I walked out like like that kid who bust into his dad's meeting <laughs> when... <laughs> Keep explaining. I already know it's ridiculous. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah. I don't know the the child's gender, but it was actually two kids. It was a a while back. This video went viral of like this guy is uh, corresponding. Yeah. Talking about the weather or some shit. And like the kids burst in the room. Walking like Arthur. Arms swinging. Walking like Arthur. That's how I walked out of that shop. Like, doo doo doo. Yeah, I did it. I did it. Like SpongeBob. Like, we hey, can do hey, it. Hey, what a wonderful time today. It was hey, just like that, yo. It was just play. like that. I just get felt so good being able to go to a convenience store, get weed supplies, walk out, and take my black ass home. And it'd be like easy, accessible, you know what That's I'm saying? Reasonably now. priced and shit. I love it that. It felt for good. Us. I love that for us. Oh, it felt fantastic. So I'm not a big I'm I'm sure others of you have like done this shit before, but I'm not a big weed buyer. I'll like I'll buy edibles. I'll do, you know, my microdosing, stuff like that. And I'll smoke when I'm with other people who have weed. Or if somebody mm-hmm is rolling or if i'm dating somebody who smokes i'll have them roll me a bunch of stuff and i'll have weed here because i'm not gonna go through it that fast anyway so i just don't really i've never had a need to buy it but somebody sent me some cbd weed i guess or cbd cannabis Mm -hmm. like raw and i like cbd 
But if I'm a smoke, I want to have a little buzz. Mm-hmm. I want to feel it. Like, let's get high. Okay? Let's smoke. She want to theorize and forget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be, like, just smoking CBD, like, wishing on a hope and a prayer and, like, you know, trying to feel something. And I know it's just supposed to mellow you out, but I wanted a little buzz. So I went to the little head shop around here and bought all my little paraphernalia. The real joy of this is that the person behind the counter was nice. Because mm-hmm. I've been into those places before and the guy has been dismissive or just, or just like, Or acting like really, you just already know. Right. Really mm-hmm. terse. And I felt comfortable to be like what's that what's Mm -hmm. this what you mean you know what i'm saying so and it was a nice experience the person behind the counter was really cool really nice answered my questions regardless how silly um they may be or whatever Mm -hmm. and then sold me drugs and so it was fantastic it was fantastic i felt great okay i didn't i haven't even smoked yet about your story (laughs) what jay almost bought a crack pipe (laughs) y'all oh gosh Listen, 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 listen. All the weed paraphernalia, unless you order stuff online, right? So it's a lot of black folks in the cannabis space right now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. working, making cute shit or whatever, growing weed, selling weed, making adorable shit to go along with it. So if you don't order online, right? Or if you don't have access to a shop like that, anytime you go into one of these head shops, if you're looking for a grinder, a pipe or whatever, it, you gotta be like a Satan worshiper or a white Rastafarian. Yeah. That's what all of the, everything has a fucking skull on it, a which I'm not opposed to skulls, but why all the, every single thing has a skull every single thing looks like some hippie thing for a white rastafarian or fucking bob marley is on everything which means it's for a white rastafarian it's you know like come on so i told her i was like listen i'm not a devil worshiper i just want to grind my weed like does everything have to have a skull or pistols the fucking grim reaper like there's a time and place for that it sounds like like, like a a little bit of horror every now and then I like a little bit of, you know, satanic devil music so you on a, occasion. Were you in Hot Topic? Are you sure you were? And That's how it felt. Like, That's how fuck. it felt. I like flames. I like all, I like my demons in doses, okay? Not every day in my house by my altar where I keep my marijuana. Mm-hmm. I'm not a white Rastafarian. You're not. Or a white person. You don't wear wallet chains. You don't wear wallet chains. I don't wear wallet chains. It's a time and place. So anyway, I did find a cute little grinder. It had a mushroom on it, but it was still cute. It looked hippy-dippy, but it was cute. I don't understand why all the pipes have to look like something hippie. Oh, okay, right. Crack pipe. So I was looking for a pipe that didn't look... The the other thing, I also know, like I said, I know I could have ordered this stuff online, but it was like, I have this shit now. I want to do this now. Yeah, you're here. Okay? I don't want to, you know, whatever, have to search and shit. So I'm looking for pipes. I just wanted something simple and cute. Simple and cute. Everything, even the colors they used on the pipes that they had in that particular head shop, everything was like orange or like blue or like some type of hippy dippy maze with white blown glass or whatever the fuck like listen if you can't give me a pink or purple or something really cute just give me that clear one i was like what are those (laughs) what are those he's like oh that's for uh you know for the other thing i'm so i'm so naive i was like crack (laughs) 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 because i know that you know, people who smoke crack need crack pipes, but I really just assumed that you, I don't know, had a makeshift crack pipe at the crib 
or maybe you bought your crack pipe from your supplier. Maybe your dealer also sells crack pipes. I don't know. I, I wasn't, I get it. The pipe probably came first and then it was like, oh, this is good for crack. And right, you right. Like a, or this you're is right. good for meth. And it became like, right. you know, like that. You I know? was like, wow. And then, it was and then like, after he said it, I looked at it. I was like, first of all, that is obviously a crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason I asked is because my brain, I couldn't wrap my brain around how a shop, also especially in the neighborhood that I was in, mm-hmm. would be selling crack pipes. But it's a, it's a head shop. And the heads who do crack, they need supplies. Yeah, they need supplies. So I told him that wasn't Black Lives Matter. And, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. But but maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know. So you didn't buy the crack pipe. So that did happen. I didn't buy the crack pipe. No, I settled for a speckled little pipe. It's not as ugly as the others. And then once I'm not under pressure. That's the thing that I enjoy, that the crack pipes look better than... <laughs> Right. Yeah, I, I I actually enjoy that. They did. I was like, this is a sleek design, a sleek modern design. <laughs> it's clear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is what I want in my apartment. I, I can put exactly this next when I'm to my done, altar. I can see. Right. Yeah. I can see. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but he was like, no, that's first of all, that's a crack pipe. And then second of all, if you're smoking a clear pipe, it's, it looks dirtier faster because you see all your smoke yeah. and shit or whatever. I was like, that's a good point. Thank you, sir. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I was elated. Like I said, I haven't even smoked yet. I was just, I'm just happy. That's another thing about like navigating the way that I engage with edibles or smokables, whatever y'all who know things call them or whatever. I just like to have it. Is there's a safety in knowing that like if I am feeling like I'm spiraling yeah. or feeling like mm-hmm. the things that I normally do to maintain my mood, the vibe, my energy, like if I if I feel like that kind of gets out of whack, I like knowing that I have things in here to help that I can try it. to help, yeah, to help le- level me out or whatever. So yeah, so that's what I did. I was thankful. I was like, do y'all have any of those cute rolling papers? He was like, you mean like the ones with strawberries on it? I was like, yes! <laughs> That. But they only have ones with tobacco. But you can order, you can order shit like that. So well, I don't know how to roll. So that's um, okay. a different world. It's funny because I don't know anything <laughs> but that. <laughs> I know how to roll. Nothing else. Oh yeah, nothing I else. I'm gonna do the pipes, and then my mm-hmm. boot thing always rolls for me, and like gives me a bunch of them. So it's like I have mm-hmm. a like a pack of cigarettes, but a pack right, of- right. As you should, as yeah. as you should, yo, as you should. But yeah, if you are a black person who engages in cannabis or smokes, whatever, and you have cute things, your face, the way you look to me, and you have cute things, cute paraphernalia, you have cute grinders or things like that, you're like, hit us up. Send us, yeah, send us your pics, send us links, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Send it send it to our P.O. box, anything you want us to have, you can yeah, send to our P.O. Know. box. I'm down. You know? I do need a grinder. I'm down. Yes, 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 yes. So that's my libation. That made me really happy. I'm excited. I'm glad you're happy. I'm happy you got yeah. your pipes and your grinder. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you know where to get a crack pipe if you need. I do. At least you know I where do. to get them. That's important. I do. I do. Yeah. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, All right. 
This podcast runs on your support, and there are two ways to donate at teawithqueenandjay.com. Click the community tab to subscribe on Patreon for $2 a month, or send us any amount via PayPal. Follow us on your favorite podcast app, share this podcast on social media, tell a friend about us, and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We read all of those. We actually really do. That's right. Or wherever you listen, we know that you guys listen to us on lots of apps, so do that there as well. All of that helps grow Tea with Queen and Jay. Yeah, speaking of growing Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, we actually have a few donation libations this week. And so we got some PayPal donations from Alejandra. Thank you so much. And Alejandra says, this money is for leisure snacks. Hope y'all have an easeful vacay. Love y'all so much. Thank you so much, Alejandra. We did have an amazing motherfucking vacation. We did use that money for fucking leisure delight. Sure did. We went to Sunday Sermon like two weeks ago, whatever. And that was nice. The elders was outside dancing to Soulful House and shit. Yes. This older queer man gave us like the rundown of what like gay man, gay black black man life was like back in the, the 80s and in um late 70s and it was like wow i wish i was there yeah right you didn't even dance with him did you dance with him you did huh? go up and dance yeah for yeah a while. we danced we danced oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. we danced we danced because he came to me like why are you not up so i had to oh dance. he was like he was like you are so pretty let's dance <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> he was working he we, it was at a, it was an outside event yeah so he was definitely working all the picnic tables looking for all the fun people to dance with yes. yeah, no, he was definitely that was a delight he was definitely a delight i like shit like that i yeah, miss shit like that like just random conversations with yep. strangers in new york yo they're always fantastic so but yeah we used the paypal money for drinks yes so thank you did. so much we appreciate that and the homie ronald also sent us paypal funds and ronald says how they ain't give y'all no snack money and we still in a whole ass pandemonium that was oh, my no, question ronald. there was that week that nobody gave us snack money <laughs> Ronald says the Dragon Ball Z reference last episode had me rolling. I think that was episode 298. Hope you guys are doing well. And thanks for the consistently great educational programming. Y'all need one of those commercials. And then he gives us like a branding idea that I actually put on the side because we're probably going to do it. Mm. He says, keep that idea and run with it. Thank you so much, Ronald. We appreciate you. And thank you to everybody. And we have it on record that you said we could keep it and run with it. So, and don't and. come. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. No, Ronald's I know you're cool. not. We would Ronald. love that. I know you're not, Ronald. So, yeah. So, thank you to everybody who supported us financially on PayPal. Thank you to everybody who supports us regularly on Patreon. We appreciate you. If you support us on Patreon, there are 16 bonus episodes behind the paywall. If you add our Patreon RSS feed to whatever podcast app that you use to listen to us, then you don't have to lock log in to patreon every time you get a notification about a new episode or just be Mm -hmm. sitting there in your rss feed so if you go on patreon wherever our bonus episodes are posted anytime you see a bonus episode post we have a quick link for how to do that how to add the bonus episodes to your regular podcast feed yes Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it'll go into your podcast app and it's just beat it that's right that's right that's right that's right so definitely check that out and thank all of you all right that was fun i feel like we did it already but (laughs) (laughs) that was fun let's get into the show you ready to do do it it. all right Mm -hmm. 
Queen, what kind of tea are you drinking? I am actually drinking weed tea. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I'm drinking. Um, Tell me all about G. it. Is it teas by G? Oh, it yeah, is. Teas okay. by G THC blend. So I'm. I'm not high, but you know, it's doing mm-hmm. the things. Um, what that's what, what I'm flavor? Drinking. Oh, I don't know. I, I just opened it. Oh. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> Threw it in a cup. <laughs> Oh gosh, that is so funny. It's a tea bag. I mean, it's I mean, tea. Like, I, right. Know. That's why I'm slow because I read the front and back. And, oh, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. They don't have a question. And I'll sit down on the couch and Google something. It's for just start Googling this. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I think Are you it's not going to drink it based on yeah. what you find? Probably right. not. Somebody no, I just want to know everything. About everything. Uh, what kind of tea are you drinking? I'm back on my bullshit. I'm drinking green tea. It's been a minute. I've been drinking mostly like microdose tea. I'll drink some weed tea like before bed. Because that's that puts me to sleep. So I have yeah, to. Yeah, it does. That's why sure I drink I'm, it. So after we yeah, record, I yeah, can just I have go to make sure I'm, bed. you know, it's like almost bedtime. But all of my other tea has been serving other purposes. So I haven't really had time between microdose tea, CBD tea, or whatever. I haven't had time to just have some green tea. Just get them antioxidants going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Zen out. So. Oh, it's actually Jasmine Green. Oh, that matters. It does. What are your pronouns? She, her. What are your pronouns? She, her, they, them. And separate from my pronouns, I am not a lady. Queen, what are you affirming for yourself this week? I'm affirming balance, similar to last week, because it's just a lot of life. And you've got to find balance in that. And I'm also affirming rest. My sleep cycle has been ridiculous. So I just want to make sure that I keep on like a sleep schedule that is like sustainable and like great for me. So I'm affirming that for myself. What are you affirming for yourself this week, Jay? I am affirming abundance and stability. I do. I I want to feel less uncertainty about having like my needs met financially and other shit or whatever. So Mm -hmm. I want to affirm abundance and stability. I also want to affirm that I'm going to stop looking like sometimes you're feeling uncertain because the shit that you need is not coming from where you're expecting it to come from or where it's supposed to come from. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you're looking there. You don't see how it's going to come from there. So where are you going to get it? What the fuck is going to happen? Yeah. So I want to stop focusing so much on having my needs met from the sources or the whatever the fuck I usually expect to get them from and just focus on having my needs met. Yeah. Don't worry about where it's going to come from. It's going to come. My needs will be met. And so I want to affirm that state of being i like that i like that thank you all right 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 i want to talk about black mediocrity in the workplace Ooh, yes that's what i want to talk about Mm -hmm. but first i want to ask you did you get as a kid or young adult whatever the fuck did you get the twice as good conversation or twice as good lecture from your parents at any point i did but i think it was really abbreviated in comparison to the people around me so like my father would say that but it wasn't like in terms of like and compared to who, it was like, whatever you do, you got to be the best at it. Like, my father be like, if you were a bum, you the best bum. You be the stinkest. Okay? <laughs> 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 you like that. So that's how it was framed for right. me. Like, whatever it is that you decide to do, you be the best at that. I don't even care right. if it's like something that's not like great. Mm-hmm. You just be the best one they're gonna remember like yo you know that bum naima oh my gosh yeah that's what i'm telling you right. 
that's fucking hilarious. Just for anybody who doesn't know, the Twice as Good narrative lecture conversation, I'm sure you've heard it. If you're black, you know you know what the fuck we're talking about. Unless if you live in a black nation, if you if you live somewhere else within the diaspora or if you live on the continent, it's possible that you have not received this message, but yeah. a lot of black folks in the colonized world, black folks in the US in particular have received from parents or loved ones this general message that as a black person and and I don't think this is limited to black people but we're talking black right now Mm -hmm. as a black person um and by not limited to black people I mean as people of color like there are other people of color who have experienced this Mm -hmm. message but definitely as a black person you have to be twice as good as your white peers I put peers in quotations but in order to right (laughs) peers what like like real talk do any of us have white peers anyway (laughs) do any of us like even even if you know white people are they your peers right yeah right anyway seriously moment in hotepery but i'm actually serious yeah (laughs) twice as good that in order to be successful as a black person you have to be twice as good as your white peers so you can't do the same things that they're doing you can't perform at the level that they're performing at you have to be twice as good you have to perform twice as good if you're unfamiliar with this concept but you for some reason used to watch scandal papa pope was full of that shit that's the type of shit that he was on okay Mm -hmm. that's a part of why olivia was so stressed out and fucked up yeah i have heard it like teachers Mm -hmm. or whatever but it wasn't something that my parents were like ever really said like it was just like whatever you do they'd be the best one even if it's a bum you be the best you know like that type of thing but i have heard it i know that is the consensus that's a lot of things that black americans think live Mm -hmm. i also like have ascribed to it even though because it's just like the standard like you have to like you know whatever um Mm -hmm. so yeah but i was told to be the best bum (laughs) that is that is classic black new york shit right there that's what that is huh okay that's that's some classic black new york shit right there (laughs) that's that's something a black new york parent would say okay because you know and we're we're not talking about houseless people very specifically like yeah yeah, bums are their own thing right and we know that that's problematic too but like it's its own thing i'm using my dad's language this is right something i would say (laughs) yes it's a very that's a very new york yeah. thing to tell your kid so have you gotten that twice as good yes yes i have i think i got it more from my dad lecture wise my mother it was implied mm-hmm. but i don't think she wasn't like big on i don't know telling me shit like that she would just tell me to like you know be your best or whatever or, or anytime we would talk about like what i was doing and i say well someone so did that well you gotta wake up earlier well, then, oh, that's what time they're going to be there? Well, then you should be there an hour before. Like that type of shit. So it was it was actually, actually, yeah. yes. But yeah. it was always very specific to whatever the circumstances were or whatever yeah. we were talking about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I got that message a lot that I had to be twice as good. What I was doing wasn't enough all the time. And I was in school. I always did really well. And then I think, yeah, at a certain point, it was like, I would try, but I really am not about all of this Mm -hmm. stuff. So I'm trying 
I'm trying, okay? So I did. <laughs> I was like always like a solid like A minus like B plus. Yeah, you were student. trying, but it's like okay, like you weren't. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I have like, a lot I'm, of. Stuff you're not going highly on. competitive. I know that from my friendship, right. so it wasn't like right. you beat yourself up because you got an A minus. Yeah, I'm not highly competitive, right? Mm-hmm. And y'all talking. This is me to my parents at the time. Y'all talking big shit for some fucking like you're okay, parents, okay? <laughs> Like, <laughs> like you're you're doing okay, oh, all right. But the kids, I'm in the nerd smart classes. A lot of these motherfuckers got parents that are supporting them in a different type of way, mm-hmm. all right. So I'm not about to stress myself out, <laughs> okay. I'm not about to stress myself I'm out with for what this I got. Over the, okay? right, I'm working what I got with what I have, okay. Please, you think I'm supposed to perform the same <laughs> as fucking? <laughs> The white people in this nerd class, they got two parents, no racism. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Lunch money. Fuck that. Mm -hmm. Leave me alone. So anyway, so I was always dedicated to doing well. I just wanted to look like I was doing well. I did try hard. I am a perfectionist, but Mm -hmm. it really is not like I'm a perfectionist and I need an A. It's like whatever the project I'm doing, I do want to do it like as best as I can and just know I did as best as I can or whatever Mm -hmm. like for myself. So, but then like, how does this show up in the workplace? Have you ever had a job where you were like decidedly mediocre, where you like knew I'm not really trying here? I'm just, we just phoning it in. Didn't we meet at a job? I was acting like that. (laughs) Yo, me and Naima used to work together in retail. I was a manager. Naima was a sales associate. And I remember one time I was coming from the fitting room. I had some clothes in my hand. I was like, hey, can you bring this to this other section, like on your way to whatever? And she was like, no, that's not my And I was like, I looked at her, I was like, girl. I said Naima, but my look was girl. But I said, Naima, you're passing there anyway. I'm not asking you to do nothing. Can you just put this there on your way, please? She was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I was like, what is this? What is happening right now? What? <laughs> oh, gosh. Woo. So, yes, I have had a job. <laughs> okay, was that your first job that you was like, you know what? I'm not I'm not doing much here. I think I took work before that serious because I was like, I thought that was, I'm being an adult now. So, I, like, right. I've had retail jobs before that where, like, if I was late, I felt bad because mm-hmm. I thought I wasn't transitioning into adulthood, right, I think. Mm-hmm. But not because it was like. I felt anything about the job, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. So mm-hmm. I did take stuff seriously like that. But then when I kind of realized none of that mattered. <laughs> yeah, that part. I realized it pretty quickly, but I think it was because my parents, like mm-hmm. when I would complain about work, they were like, well, you don't got to work there. Just find another job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like They were like mm-hmm. that about it when I was like 18 working in retail in college. And I'm right. like, oh, they're going to tell me. They told me this. My mother's like, you don't got to deal with that. Find another job. Like. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think because when I did express those things, I think if maybe something else was mirrored to me when I did have those conversations, then I probably would have thought a different way. But my parents mm-hmm. was like, you just working like you're working retail. Just go down a block and find another place to fold shirts. Right. Like it wasn't right. like a thing. So I think that, I guess, made me feel like, oh, OK, I can 
kind of feel this way about work mm-hmm. or these jobs or whatever the fuck. So I do think that helped. But I will say that initially I did feel like when I had a shortcoming or whatever, I felt like I wasn't transitioning into adulthood mm-hmm. the right way. I wasn't doing something right. I can't get this right type of feeling. I did. Yeah. I did. I did have that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like my parents were very like finish what you started ass niggas. Mm. Like I wish, honestly, I wish that I was taught more like, well, you don't have to like stay there you don't have to do that but i always felt like the times that i did talk about this kind of stuff with my parents i always felt like it was like not that they were not that they really believed that i wasn't doing enough but the vibe that i got was like if i'm not having a good time there at at a work place right because work maybe is not supposed to be fun maybe i need to do something different i need to try something different something with me or whatever and Mm -hmm. like this is the job you have i was never really taught that like if this is not pleasing you right like Mm -hmm. you have options you can quit you can whatever not when it came Mm -hmm. to like work and i wish that i was i didn't learn that until i think i got laid off from a job Mm -hmm. and i was like i didn't die which also means i can quit (laughs) job you know no i didn't get laid. i got fired no i didn't Mm -hmm. didn't get laid off until i was a grown-ass nigga but like i got fired from something and I was like, oh, this is not terrible. Mm-hmm. It feels bad, but it's not the worst thing in the world, which also means that I can quit things. Yeah. I had quit things in the past, but they were to move to like, quote unquote, better opportunities. Yeah. So that was like the only frame it in which like I was. It was like a transition quit. It wasn't yeah, like a, yeah. This. So it wasn't like a, it wasn't like this is not pleasing to me or mm-hmm. meeting my needs. So I'm quitting. It's like, oh, I've, I'm moving on to something, quote unquote, better. Yeah. Have you ever a job where you were like, be mediocre <laughs> i think i had the same realization my personality and i think a part of this has to do with somebody like i've been navigating depression since i was a kid mm-hmm. so i think a part of it has to do with that it's mm-hmm. like i always know even let's say i'm feeling great or whatever i always know that there could be a week where like yo none of this fucking matters, matters. at all you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so yeah. like i never really feel at a job super motivated to like like you know i do my best but i'm never super motivated to like cross on my t's dot on my i just do my best i try and be a pleasant ass nigga and yeah that because i i I realized that even when i'm doing my best even when i'm trying super duper hard i i realized not early enough i don't think but like it's a lot of fucking racism it's a lot of microaggressions Mm -hmm. it's a lot of internal shit like i just remember like being better and more knowledgeable than people yeah. at jobs where you can measure it. Mm-hmm. You can measure like that's I, I think that's the part that got me. I had been working at places before where you couldn't really measure somebody's performance. But like mm-hmm. when you work in retail, we're talking about sales. I've worked in large retail spaces where we are like I, I'm running a floor or I'm running a section large enough to where you can look at the sales that mm-hmm. we're doing and see what's what's happening. You can see yep. what's popping. So when I was working in a retail space. Where you could see that my department was performing, my team is fucking thriving, shit is good, shit is sweet, and you still promoting basic white people, you still, Mm -hmm. this thing, things that that don't even matter, like fucking employee of the fucking month, Month? you still employee of the month, think these people who don't even know how to read our fucking sales documents, like when I saw that and I was like, oh, none of this This matters. matters, yeah. None of this matters. And so I think that for me, it was like not to be mediocre, but I did stop caring 
about like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cause it, it really is not, it was always this feeling of like me being deficient. It's like, oh no, it's really, it's not me. This yeah. is like mm-hmm. how black girls, black women are often treated at work, especially if you are a certain type of black person. That's just like what it is. If you're not particularly agreeable, if you, you know, all the markers, all the physical markers yeah. that we talk about. Yeah, I'm light-skinned, but my hair is kinky. Or, like, like my, my voice is deep. Like, all of these different things that encourage internal bias and, you know, shit like that or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But I think there was one job where, yeah, at a certain point, I just did not give a fuck. I didn't give a fuck anymore. I showed up whenever. Mm-hmm. And it felt great. <laughs> <laughs> it felt great it felt great i started off that job also you know doing what i thought everything i was supposed to do and caring mm-hmm. or whatever and you know a little mediocre shit here and there because that's just how i roll but like for the most part caring and also yeah seeing the same shit seeing the same things seeing like weird treatment seeing in general the treatment this is when i was executive assisting the general treatment of mm-hmm. people in that kind of role was just like okay you know what i'm not let's who cares you was in okay girl mode (laughs) yes i was in okay girl mode and i never felt more free in my life because i got to a point where like yeah i really i've been fired before okay Mm -hmm. so we could do this right now okay whatever you want i'm still here hello however you want to do this okay i'm just riding this out Okay, mm-hmm. my husband got two jobs. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a husband. That was a, uh, everybody hates Chris reference, mm-hmm. but yeah, but that also came with like that feeling of not caring, and of course, because my name is Janicia, I still did what had to be done. Yeah, like nothing was like not getting done, but it did come with a freedom as a black person of like if somebody is being sideways, I'm gonna address it right there. We're going to do this right now. Mm-hmm. What you said, actually, that feels really racist. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Actually, no, you can't say that. It's inappropriate. Oh, you want me to do what? Hire more black executives. Take pictures of them. Okay? Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, a certain kind of freedom came with, like, not caring. Mm-hmm. And that's a privileged position to be in. I had savings. I had, like, you know. Yeah, I wanted to speak on that. Because even when we're talking about my experience with when we worked together, mm-hmm. for me, I wasn't connected to that job at all. Because for me, I felt like this wasn't the be-all indoor as far as, like, yeah. working in retail. I was in school to be a physician assistant. My parents already were very, like, if you don't like it, just leave. So I've even, mm-hmm. I still had, like, some kind of security blanket within my parents they weren't rich ever been rich but they still was Mm -hmm. like if we don't like it just leave find something else i lived with my parents for a lot of that time right right, you know so it allowed me to have that kind of like "Eh, whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, and because in that job there was so much foolishness and microaggressions and racism it was like for me i guess kind of my protest to be like i don't need Mm (laughs) y'all i need you to know every fucking day (laughs) (laughs) That my husband got two jobs. You know, like it was right, like, right. that was kind of how I existed in that place. Mm-hmm. But I know that I couldn't have existed to that extent if I didn't have like the support system that I have. Had parents who didn't look down on me because I quit a job or because right. I got fired from the job or because right. I didn't take it. You know how many times I almost got fired? Well, I did get fired from that job from time and attendance. Mm-hmm. But it was so many times where I, Janice, knows I should have been fired a hundred times over. <laughs> a million times. 
Oh gosh. And I'm so like, you know, just even even when I care about stuff, my personality is also like, I'm not about to stress about this. So like people have been wanting to fire you and I'll yes. be like other managers, I'll be like, what what's wrong with Naima? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the you know, but I Damn. guess if you telling me that you're not about to <laughs> You about to walk past the section, walk straight past it, and you can't bring these clothes. I imagine you were saying similar things to other people, and I, I guess that could make somebody upset. And I liked you, so I was saying worse. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. Oh, God. Yo, every month somebody would be like, yo, Naima got to go. I'd be like, really? <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> I don't... I don't get it. I guess I just never understand because it always came up. Like, I, don't, I don't know. Whatever you say. But yeah, I just I needed them it. to know mm-hmm. that like this isn't the be all. And a lot of jobs make you feel that way or try to make you feel right. like you cannot exist without this. And it's just mm-hmm. it's not true. It's not yeah. true. You know, yeah. so that was kind of like my defiant kind of like, you know, but it, like I said, it was easy for me to exist that way because even when I did get fired from that job. I got mm-hmm. support from my mom, you know, right. so. Right. You know, there was some privilege in that mm-hmm. to allow me that freedom to exist mm-hmm. in that way and shit like that. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, fuck that job. <laughs> mm, fuck that job. Okay. Anyway, so uh, somebody wrote in and the subject is, is this what black mediocrity feels like? Okay. So we're going to keep them anonymous. And they say, hi, Jay. Hi, Queen. Thank you for everything you do. I've started doing affirmations because of this show and love hearing your womanist race nerd perspectives on pop culture. I have a working while black dilemma I wanted to hear your thoughts on. I'm the youngest person, mid-20s, in an entry-level position with a team of all white women. I crashed and burned in my early 20s by centering my whole identity around finding a nonprofit quote-unquote, social purpose career path. So I specifically chose a job now that's pretty mundane but pays the bills. I don't have much desire to be promoted, and I don't think I'll stay in this job for more than a few years. However, I've been noticing some things on this team that are worrisome. They don't include me on a work chat with the director, don't train me on things I could easily learn, and just generally seem to underestimate my abilities. If I actually wanted to be promoted or invest in this company, these would be major red flags and roadblocks for my career. But for the moment, this is fine, and it kind of benefits me because I'm not trying to be stressed about my job. I do what's required, I get my paycheck, that's about it. But I'm realizing it's hard to balance wanting to be bothered with seeing how poorly they are treating me. Any insight on how I should navigate this current situation and how I should think about new jobs in the future would be much appreciated. Anonymous, she, they. Okay. Thank you so much for this. Thanks. I'm glad that you found a job that is a basic one, two, three ABC. Mm-hmm. I like that, that you're not generally stressed about. And I'm sorry that you're dealing with working with white women. And being neglected. <laughs> and being neglected like, and abused. That shit is yeah. whack. Mm-hmm. Very sorry. Queen, what do you think? So when we first read this letter, I've had to read it like mad time because I was like, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> And what I mean by that is, like, you have kind of, like, the perfect situation. Like, kind of, like, how I was saying how I existed at my job that me and Jay was talking about. Mm -hmm. Where you're making enough money, you could possibly move on to something else in that field because, you know, whatever. Maybe the title is Mm -hmm. great and all of that stuff. So, I don't know. Your setup seems perfect to, like, 
kicking the door, waving a four four. Like, right. I feel like you could do the things that people are usually afraid to do because right. they are. You have abundance here, even though they're neglecting you and being fucked up. There's some abundance mm-hmm. here where you could kind of like not operate in scarcity and think about what you might lose and what they might yeah. do and all of that stuff. And there's like privilege in that shit. So like lean into that a little bit. You know, like mm-hmm. that's why I think I had a hard time of like. Here's the problem. This is perfect. Pull your dick out. Put it on a desk. Mm -hmm. Like pull somebody else's dick. (laughs) Not not a stranger. No, that's sexual harassment. That's not what I meant. But like even your dick. Like don't put your dick on a desk either. Because that's sexual harassment. Also, but but I meant like you know I don't know a dildo. But don't do that either. (laughs) All of that. You know what? Don't put your hoes on a desk. Don't put your metaphorically (laughs) show your whole entire ass. ass. These, this is that's what I recommend. Yes. I feel like yeah, show your whole entire ass. And by that, I don't mean again. We don't mean sexually harassing anyone. We don't mean cursing everybody out. But this is the perfect opportunity if you are in a position where you are um, comfortable. And it sounds it sounds to me, and correct us if we're wrong or whatever. But it sounds to me like this is a job that's easily replaceable or mm-hmm. easy enough. To replace, replace in the event that you reported all type of shit to HR and they just like tried to get rid of you or some shit or whatever. Like if you were to lose this job, it wouldn't be a loss that you would be able to like replace it with something else is how it sounds. Yes. And like the other piece of this is that socially, regardless to whether you want to be promoted within this job or not, it feels bad to be mistreated. And that is something that, like, you see it every day. You navigate. It would be easier to ignore. And I don't want to say easier, but I could understand ignoring that kind of shit if you didn't have a lot of other options. But regardless to whether you want to move forward in that company or not, it is chipping away at you socially, emotionally, mentally, whatever the fuck, Mm -hmm. that you are being mistreated due to... Your identity. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that shit is whack regardless. And to me, this is the perfect opportunity to be the Wild voice. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm outside. It's the perfect opportunity to be the voice that helps to shift the culture exactly. at that place. It's the perfect opportunity because not all of us want to like not all of us have the desire not all of us have the mental fortitude not all of us have the energy or the time to be the person to shift the culture at the job we also Mm -hmm. don't owe it right we don't owe that to anyone we don't Mm -hmm. owe that that labor or that sacrifice to anyone but as black folks as people of color we often decide okay i'm gonna say something so that the person after me doesn't have to deal with this type of bullshit and it sounds like you're in the perfect position to challenge what's happening here whether what they're doing is intentionally malicious or intentionally biased, neglectful or not, it is happening. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It is a real fucking thing that's happening. And I think that you should, if you feel like it, you know what I'm saying? If you feel like it, I think if you want to address it, you're in the perfect position yeah, I think so to address too. this shit. I think so too. And it's like, it feels a little less tasking as an individual when you're not mm-hmm. attached to something in a certain way. So, like, it's similar right. to, how, like, how I was talking about being at work and just, like, oh, whatever, I'm going to do it. You know, because mm-hmm. I didn't feel attached or I didn't feel indebted or I didn't feel... Mm-hmm. Like all of these things that generally we are brainwashed to feel about whatever right. job we're at. Right. It doesn't seem like you even have this attachment to this place yeah. and yes. in these ways. Yes. So like I think you should like lean into that. I think you mm-hmm. will be the perfect person to do that. Mm-hmm. It's it's generally 
becomes a heavier burden where you feel like you're pushing against something even more. Yeah. You yeah. know? So I think mm-hmm. this is the perfect opportunity to right. speak up. This is one of those. I got time. You yes. know what I'm saying? This exactly. is one of those I got, like. I got, I got time because. I got time Right, cause. right. Got like time. you got time today. Like this yeah. is the perfect opportunity to. They keep doing this work chat with the director and not including you in, in things. It's a perfect time to either send them all an email mm-hmm. or you could ask one of them separately like, hey, and it, it doesn't even have to be, I like to start things off pretending that these niggas don't know what they're doing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, I noticed you all had a work chat. When you all have work chats with the director, can you include me, please? This team is important to me and I really want to be a part of the team. Yeah. Kind yep. of vibes. You know what I'm saying? You could always do a few of those. Make sure you document every time they have a meeting without you and every time you have fucking addressed it and they keep doing that shit so that you can eventually bring it to HR if you feel like it because you got time. You know what I'm saying? You got time. Or even when it comes to like, it looks like they're neglecting your development and shit like Mm -hmm. that, not training you and shit like that. Your supervisor, whoever they are, is supposed to be doing that. So like you could bring it up to them like, hey, like my development seems lacking just so they could say, no, it's not. Or just so mm-hmm. you have on record that they say, no, it's not or whatever. Or right. you brought it to their attention and it's still the things aren't happening. Yeah. Then yeah. it's like the balls in their court mm-hmm. as far as whatever. Because they, right. they could be like bitches and be like, well, they never seem interested. Or blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. Document every time you ask. Yep. They seem okay with just being that and this and that. But if you mm-hmm. be like, yo, what's up with my development? Mm-hmm. And they be like. I think you good or okay, I'll do it and then do nothing. Yep, yep. Now it's like that person is not performing their job now. They're not doing their job. They're not fulfilling right. their like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Document all of that stuff, right? Handle it basic. Like they don't know that they're, yeah. we know they know what they're doing, but exactly. act like they don't know that it's happening or what they're doing. Cause, cause really the other thing about these kinds of microaggressions is that even if they're not doing it to be racist, it is racist. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Even if it's like their unconscious bias, even if, let's say that it's none of that. Let's say that they're actually all cousins. Let's pretend they're all first cousins <laughs> and they just, oh, I, I didn't even think about it. I was just talking That's to my cousins. That's against the law. <laughs> right, that too. You're right. I'm just saying, the, regardless, because of the makeup, because of the racial identity of everybody, mm-hmm. regardless of anyone's intention, let's, let's pretend fucking bias don't exist or whatever. Yeah. The facts, the facts of these things are racist. The facts are the facts. The facts are the facts. That's mm-hmm. just what it is. Yeah. And if there are cousins, <laughs> well, that was you need to example. report them okay, to the <laughs> Yeah, but I think you are in the perfect position to like, even if you want to look at it as like, yo, you're going to take the hit for the next person of color that comes behind you. Like the next mm-hmm. person might be somebody who really needs this job, who really wants to move yeah. up in this mm-hmm. company, who maybe has so many things going on outside of work that they don't have time to address any of this shit yeah. or whatever. Maybe they're mm-hmm. dealing with health stuff, anything. This to me is the perfect opportunity to show it your is. whole entire ass. It is. You know? Lay it low and spread it wide. Lay it low and spread Spread it wide, mm-hmm. not literally. Not literally, okay. Met- I'm not trying to all, get you a charge. These are all bad metaphors <laughs> that that <laughs> don't do any not, of that in the workplace for not committing sexual assault in no. the workplace. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, don't do that. But thank you so much for trusting us with yeah. this information, for trusting us with this letter and for this conversation, and let us know what happens. Let us know what you think. Let us know what happens. 
And that's it, that right? Is, yeah, I want to know. I want to know. I'm going to follow up for this. <laughs> Same. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to pay black people, get into some blues clues. I'm excited about that shit. Talk about troll baiting and mistreatment of Haitian migrants. Thank you so much for listening to Tea with Queen and Jay. This is a black ass womanist race nerd podcast dedicated to dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. Yes, to quote Bell Hooks, we have to constantly critique imperialist white supremacist patriarchal culture because it is normalized by mass media and rendered unproblematic. Here at Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, we are dedicated to that critique and promoting, highlighting, and introducing alternate ways of existing and resisting the fuck shit that is oppressive systems. Through the podcast, events, trainings, and panels, we rely on your support to sustain this work. Sustainability. <laughs> That's important. There are a few ways that you can support Tea with Queen and Jay. You can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. That's a big help, and it lets people know that we are current and people like what we do here. That's right. You can tell all your favorite people about us. You can also give us your money. Give it to us. There are two ways to donate. Two. You can go to our website, teawithqueenandjay.com. Slide down on our homepage and there's where we have two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option and that is where you can give however much you want. And we have our Patreon option and that's where we're asking for a little bit more commitment. Just $2 a month. $2. You can give more or less, but that is up to you. All of our patrons have access to one bonus episode a month and all previous bonus episodes. Another great way to support Team with Queen and Jay is to become a sponsor. If you would like to sponsor us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Team with Queen and Jay podcast or see it on social media, email us at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. We also do trainings. You can hire us to speak at your school or organization about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, dismantling white supremacy in the workplace, womanism, black feminism podcasting some other shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast or if you'd like us to do a covid safe live show or consult you or your team send us your t-mail at teawithqueenandj.com thank you so much for fucking with us thank you so much for all the support hey black women hey black femmes hey black people All right, 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 all right. And we're black. All the time. All the motherfucking time. Let's pay black people. Give me your fucking money. Pay Black People is the segment where we highlight black and indigenous run businesses and initiatives. If you are a black or indigenous woman, black or indigenous non-binary person, if you are a black or indigenous person impacted by massage noir, running a business, leading an initiative, or just somebody who needs to make ends meet or go on vacation or buy some hair or buy a new couch, please send your submissions to J at gmail.com. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. So this one is a little bit somber. So just a quick content warning for, you know, death, losing loved ones. One of our friends recently lost their grandmother. Our friend Lena of Bag Ladies Podcast recently lost her grandmother. And they are currently raising money to be able to have the services and burial in her mother's home of Dominican Republic. So going to read what's in the GoFundMe. They're raising money to honor her request. So the GoFundMe is honoring Petronila Gill. And it's for funeral expenses. If you search GoFundMe and put honoring Petronila, you will 
find it'll it. pop up yeah it should pop up so mm-hmm. but we're also going to put the link in the show notes but that's yep. just like if you're on the go and need to google google it so that's honoring petronila the gofundme says our family is currently mourning the loss of petronila gill our abuela our last living grandparent and one of the matriarchs of our family. She transitioned on Friday, September 17th, 2021 at home in the care of family. During this very difficult time and the continuous realities of the pandemic, we are raising money for the funeral costs and final services. As a woman who loved her campo and was a devout Catholic, our abuela requested to be buried in her hometown in the Dominican Republic and to be held in prayer and mass for nine days. This nine-day ritual requires added layers of travel and planning and coordination from our family. Our abuela hustled so hard in this life as a parent and grandparent and farm worker for most of her time for us. So we want her to be able to rest in the way she has always deserved. We'd love to honor our grandmother's final request for her life and passing. This takes more resources than we currently have, but we also know that our chosen fam and community is big and here for us. So we ask that you consider making a donation and sharing with your networks and community as well. We thank you ahead for your contribution, support, and care. So again... This is for funeral expenses for our friend Lena, Lena's family and grandmother and honoring her grandmother. They are halfway. No, they're more than halfway to their goal. And yeah, if y'all want to donate and just help push it over the edge, thankfully, they've been able to raise a good deal of money in a short amount of time. But if you are familiar with Lena or if you just want to be of support to Lena, we would greatly appreciate that. And we know that she would appreciate that as well. So thank you all so much for taking the time to listen to this in our pay black women, pay black people segment segment you want to get into some news that's not news yeah let's do that all right i guess even though we were free we were still slaves in the mind news that's not news is a segment where we highlight news stories that we feel like have not received enough shine or attention or we want to highlight it in a womanist race nerd context or just some shit that we want to talk about again because like what the fuck yeah and we always do it better so (laughs) (laughs) what do you have today oh yeah so i wanted to talk a little bit about the mistreatment of haitian migrants and then also like what is happening up until now it's just the story has just been building and building and building so i just wanted to just get into that and discuss a lot of that thing so if you don't know what is happening or what i am fucking talking about after the assassination of haitian president jovenel moise many people from haiti have fled to bolivia and then from that have migrated up into the u.s via texas and there's a bridge between this part of texas and mexico called the del rio international bridge so mm-hmm. if you can cross the border, basically, using that bridge. So on the USA side of that bridge, a lot of Haitian migrants had set up to live there while they're figuring out what they're going to do and all mm-hmm. that stuff. There's also people on the Mexican side as well. But right now, we're going to go talk about the USA side, then we'll go into the Mexico side. Mm-hmm. So the Del Rio International Bridge in Texas, the camp grew to hold about 15,000 people at one point, And the total actually went to up to 30,000 people who were um, residing under this bridge. So that's since September 9th until about, mm-hmm. I think, last Sunday during the time of this recording. Mm-hmm. So this is like a really high number and a really, really high increase of... Not last Sunday, like two weeks ago from the time you. of this recording. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But that's like a really big number and a really big yeah. hop 
in that short amount of time of mm-hmm. people who were who were there. So because of this and because the USA is such a horrible place, usually when there are people who are in mass exodus of somewhere or whatever, they're supposed to be able to apply for asylum. Like there's a process for this before right. you get expelled. Mm-hmm. But that is not what's happening with this because of Title 42. And Title 42, I don't know all the details, but it basically skips all of that and says you can just send them back. Mm. I know that that came into place when Trump was in office. I still feel like it's Joe Biden's fault. You could do an exec. You are the president. You can do an executive order. He's riding on, well, this happened before I was in office. Nigga. (laughs) Like, you know, whatever. So that is kind of like the background information of the bridge, who was there, the sudden expulsion of the Haitian people that were residing there. There was video and photos of when this was happening, when they was like mm-hmm. rounding the Content ups. warning. All of, This whole section segment is a content warning. Yeah, but yeah content yeah. warning for abuse, anti-blackness, xenophobia. There's yes. a specific type of disdain that folks have for Haitians. Haitian people, yes. Yeah, um, that has to do with them being like one of the first liberated black countries in the colonized world. Yep. So I would just call it anti-Haitian antagonism. But yeah, content warning for all of that shit. Yeah, seriously. So there were, like I said, videos and pictures that were brought to light of they have a i don't remember the name of it right now but i I would call it like a horse brigade or a horse unit for border patrol like but you know Mm -hmm. the new york police they have the the horse police right (laughs) the police officers who are on horse they do Mm -hmm. have a set of border patrol police who are on horses Mm -hmm. and there's videos and picture of them when they are trying to gather and i'm using the word gather loosely because i don't want to dehumanize them within this conversation yeah like i don't want to say round up it just doesn't feel good for me but that is what was that's what is what was happening mm-hmm. to get to get them together to put them in a plane six expel them and all of that stuff mm-hmm. they're like whipping people right. and in the article that i'm using for information the npr article article they say they use rings like to ring them in and it's like no they were whipping people mm-hmm. they were whipping them to try to like get them if, if you're hurt, you can't run as fast, you can't get away, yeah. you can't whatever. So that was one of the mm-hmm. methods they were using to gather them and put them in planes and fly them back mm-hmm. to Haiti. So since that, they have decided that they're not going to use this horse unit anymore or whatever. Are they is- allowed to keep the whips? Because <laughs> what are we doing that for? What, ex- exactly. Like what? Why is that? You're going to be off the horse now and still have the whip? We need to know about you not having the whip anymore. There should be no whips. Nobody in, no government official, nobody in law enforcement, no fucking, nobody should should have a whip. Yeah. Yes. No one should have a whip. That should be... That should be over and done with. Like, they, especially since those who are in favor of maintaining the existence of police keep trying to ma- convince us that they're not just evolved fucking um, overseers. overseers mm-hmm. Right. Like, the symbolism of that shit, the brutality of that shit. Get rid of the fucking whips. Get yeah. rid of the whips. Have yeah. enough. Yeah. It's, it, it, of course, like, there are more humane ways to do 
what they were trying to do to gather people and to more direct humane people ways in a certain to do way. inhumane things. <laughs> right. Right. There are there are. Right. 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 But you need you need more, you know, manpower, like lining yes, the lawn for they could have lined all the horses up somewhere so that people couldn't go that way. Pass, but we're whipping or, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're whipping yeah. people who are seeking wonder, refuge. Like, how long has this been a tactic that the USA has used in these types of things? Yeah. Because we only know and they only st- well, I don't know if they stopped the whips. We just know they stopped the mm-hmm. horses right. because of pictures and videos. Mm-hmm. If those things weren't revealed, mm-hmm. you know, so I didn't even know. I knew we had horses because I know, you know, cops be on horses in New York, which I always hate. But like, I do too. yeah, I didn't know they, that the whip thing was happening. And honestly, what I would what I would hope, which this is just Janice's fantasy right here, is that Joe Biden would be like, listen, guys, I didn't know we still had whips. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, this Who is makes a, a them? Message. Like, is there a whip maker? Like, why is that? Like, they just—they probably just still exist from back then. <laughs> he should have came out whips. and been like, "Listen, hey, whips. hey, uh, this is a mandate. If there's any state out there, y'all, if y'all still have whips, turn your whips in. Okay, we'll give your state ten dollars a whip. It would be like a fucking return your gun program or whatever. Like fucking." <laughs> Hand in the whips. I didn't know we still had whips. I didn't know okay? either. I didn't. Why know do we either. have whips? I didn't know either. And I also yeah, didn't know about much. the Title Forty Two that just like skips over their possibility of applying for asylum. Like right. there's laws. Mm-hmm. There's a system in quotations for this so that people mm-hmm. can come here in quotations, heavy quotations. Right. Right. And it was just like, nah, we're just gonna skip that and use this thing. And you're mm-hmm. gonna govern this country and like. Just be like, well, that it was, it was, it's written here that this is what we got to do. So this is what we going to do. Like, what the fuck? I feel like title 42 is that to quote fucking Trump's bullshit. I think that's the shit that he made happen when he was talking about quote shithole countries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it specifically targets certain places. You know what I'm saying? So like, if you are. Haitian, there is no means of doing this shit, quote unquote, the right way, right? Because yeah. what, what people try and do is say, oh, well, if they would just come in the right way, what is, what the, is right the right way? way? What is the right way for countries that have been deemed do you by need an invitation? Do we mail them an invitation? And then right. it's like, oh, the U.S. invited me. I'm going to go. Like, what? Are, yeah. What? Yeah. Makes no sense. These are countries that have been deemed by a president, by a fucking, not our current president, but... By a former president as shithole countries. So like, and it's still the... enforced by the current president because yeah. you're the president and you can do some executive like, you, order shit. What are you doing? What are you doing? So that's what's happening on the U.S. side of the Del Rio Bridge. But I want to talk about what's happening on the Mexico side also. So some of the thousands of Haitian migrants who briefly formed a camp in the Texas border town of Del Rio have found a helping hand across in a river in Mexico's Ciudad Acuna. And so, like I said, there were folks who were on the Texas side and the Mexico side. I mean, a lot of this expulsion was happening. More people went to the Mexican side, which mm-hmm. just kind of makes sense because they're not mm-hmm. on the Mexico side with whips. <laughs> right. Forcing you in planes and flying you back to Haiti. So there mm-hmm. were already 
people there, but then a little more came because, like we said, it was up to thirty thousand people mm-hmm. who had housed themselves under the, the bridge, right? Or passed through at minimum, at least yes. passed through that mm-hmm. area. So while U.S. officials announced the camp on the U.S. side had been cleared, an undetermined number of migrants remained in Ciudad Acuna, afraid to step foot in the streets after Mexican immigration agents raided a small hotel and ringed a similar camp on the Mexican side with agents. So on the Mexico side, they are also not to the extent of what we're doing here in the U.S., yeah. but their Mexican government is like kind of having like these small raids mm-hmm. and they are detaining people. So this mm-hmm. is, I will say the story gets a little better, but this is around the time that they are expulsion people on the U.S. side and whipping people and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, So that was happening like around the same time. But there were lots of residents of this town who were helping Haitian migrants, giving them food. I've seen a few videos on TikTok and um Twitter where they were like had big camps where they're like on grills grilling food giving them supplies giving them water giving them clothes Mm -hmm. and things like that so I thought it was really cool to see camaraderie in that way to see people show up for people in that way I thought that was Mm -hmm. really really sweet so I wanted to make sure that I talked about that there are people who are housing Haitian folks in their homes even though they know that at this point it's against the law but they're still doing these things so I you know wanted to shout that out because that's really great that it's happening there were some efforts from the Mexican government to kind of penalize people who were helping the mm-hmm. Haitian folks. In Mexico, they are they don't have the Title 42 like we have. So Haitians can mm-hmm. apply for asylum in the country and get due process to see if they mm-hmm. receive it or not. The place where they go to apply for asylum in this part of Mexico is called, is a southern Mexico city called Tapachula. And that's like, like I said, in su- a southern Mexico city. So they still have to travel to there. So they can yeah. still get like rained, arrested, detained or whatever Mm -hmm. on their way to that place so there are lots of people from that city that are like driving them you know whatever but of course police and officials are like stopping them and finding them and Mm -hmm. saying they are trafficking Mm -hmm. migrants and charging mexican people with transporting migrants making it difficult for them to be supportive Mm -hmm. to um, these people so there is still fuck shit happening in mexico just not to the extent of what has happened what we have done here in the u.s Mm -hmm. but so as recent as september 26 um the mexican government has said that they are going to offer the opportunity to those who want to stay in mexico to proceed Mm -hmm. with legal residency and work permit procedures here so they can like get work permits and legal residency Mm -hmm. like even before they apply for asylum so that it's like they can it's like a waiting they can like still be here and work and live here while Mm -hmm. they are trying to get that asylum status kind of figured out which is Mm -hmm. you know which is great i don't know the in and outs of mexican government or anything like that so i don't know how many people this will help police are fucked up everywhere people who are trying to detain migrants or immigrants from other countries who they deem not legally and you know they're still going to be fuck shit about it but it is nice to see that the government has decided okay this is the thing we're going to do like on paper which is way better than what the fuck we're doing over here (laughs) Um, but i do know that lots of people don't know or aren't hearing about what's happening on the Mexican side and don't hear about the efforts that the private citizens of Mexico are trying to do and trying to support patient people. And then now the government has like stepped in to mm-hmm. kind of say that, okay, we will be providing support in these ways. I do think it's to shade the U.S. because... <laughs> hey, get it done. <laughs> Whatever gets it done, yo. 
I do. Yeah, I think it's um, to that. They said they will not imprison people. They're saying that they will not detain people. You are free. You are home. Mm-hmm. Basaloto Corona. That's the mayor of that city or governor. Mm-hmm. But they're basically saying that you can be here, which is a far cry from what the fuck we doing on our side. Right. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up and talk about that. And um, I have a question. Sure. Might not have an so, answer. <laughs> all, right. all right. So the U.S. is currently at almost 700,000 COVID deaths, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. So I know math don't always math, but like if we lost almost 700,000 people. Do we have room? Right. Yeah. We're talking about, so we're talking about 30,000 people, like... 30,000 black people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, <laughs> Of course. I just wanted to put a little bit of math on display, mm-hmm. We, but we know what's happening here for yes. sure. But, like, we lost 700,000 people, and in some circles, they might call that almost a million, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand... Why don't we have room for 30,000 people? We do have room, but what we can't do is allow the white people to become a minority. Oh, well, we that's going to happen. That. That's going to happen. It's, it's happening. It's projected right, right, in right. 2050-something, so yeah. that's close. Yeah. But mm-hmm. by any means, we have to keep a white majority in this country. Mm-hmm. And there's so many ways that you see that they are make, trying their damnedest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To make that happen because yeah. when we talk about these kinds of these stories in general, it's 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 to keep the shithole in quotations mm-hmm. countries out. Because a lot of those countries are people who are who are black or brown or in a classist sense, not mm-hmm. gonna bring any productive things to American quote, quote, society. Yeah, quote, unquote, all value. Of, exactly. Mm-hmm. Quote unquote society. Yep. Mm-hmm. Quote unquote. So American. they do whatever they can to, mm-hmm. to keep that out. Because we have to have a white majority. Even if it ain't shit, it has to be white. Right. And then the value of the lives that were lost, that have been lost from COVID. A lot of them were seen as surplus population yep. anyway. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is upsetting. Well, news that's this... not news usually is. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah, but I, I appreciate the highlighting of Mexican citizens supporting those who are seeking refuge. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really nice to that. see. I really enjoyed seeing those videos. Right. Of And it's not even like, you know how people do philanthropic or charity stuff and it's like, here. No, nah, it was like, mm-hmm. they're like cooking and music is playing and they're like making mm-hmm. plates. It wasn't like throwing fucking paper towel to a crowd right. and right. seeing who catches it and let them fight to their death to get it. It was like mm-hmm. a communal community mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. And it was, it was nice yeah. seeing that. That's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Well, thank you for that story. No problem. Thank Brought you for to that you story, yo. United States. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about something frivolous. Let's throw somebody in the pit. Oh, I love it. Let's do it. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Been so long. Pit. I know, right? Queen, can you tell people what the pit is? Yes, the pit is where we throw the people, places, and things that are trying to steal our black joy. They go there. Sometimes they stay there forever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you're black, we'll let you out again. <laughs> this, is true. this is true. But that is the pit. This is true. That is the pit. 
That is the pick. All right, so who who you throwing in there this week? So this one is this one is kind of light. It really is partially a libation and partially a pit. But I do want to throw all the haters in the pit. I want to throw everybody who hated on our moment of enjoying <laughs> the resurrection of Steve Burns of Blues Clues. Mm-hmm. Okay, or just enjoying Blues Clues. Our Blues Clues moment. I want to throw anybody who hated on that, whether privately or publicly, mm-hmm. I want to throw them niggas in the pit, okay? Because we were having fun. Yeah. You don't need to know what it was about. And you were being a hater, okay? It was easy to just, like, not... Let us have our fun. Yeah, it was really easy. Leave us alone. Steve is not talking to you, okay? If he's mm-hmm. not talking to you, if he's not having a one-on-one conversation with you... He wasn't even looking you, in your eyes. He wasn't. Not yours. He's talking mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so for anybody who doesn't know, Blue's Clues was a show that started in the 90s. I think Steve, who was the first host, was on there from when they started in 96 to like 2002. The show still comes on now, but it's in, I think, the third host that Mm -hmm. they've ever had or whatever, right? So it was a Nickelodeon show. The third host is hot. When he's not in his blue clues clothes, he's... When he's not in his blue clues clothes and whatever way they style his hair on that show, yeah, which is like, like, I'm on blue clues. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's in his kid. real life, that's <laughs> he's very hot. That's a hottie. So the show Blue's Clues follows an animated blue spotted dog named Blue as she leaves a trail of clues slash paw prints for the host and the viewers to figure out her plans for the day. So just some background, Blue's Clues became the highest rated show for preschoolers on American television, on American commercial television, and was critical to Nickelodeon's growth. It's been called one of the most successful, critically acclaimed, and groundbreaking preschool television series of all time. So it's been 25 years. It's the okay. 25th anniversary of Blue's Clues, right? Mm-hmm. Lots of us forgot about Blue's Clues. So for clarity, I was not a baby when Blue's Clues came out, right? I was a teenager and I had kids in the house, nibblings, kids in the house who were of the age to be watching Blue's Clues. And when you have kids in a house and you in a small house, like whatever... The kids are watching. That's watching. what you're watching, right? Because mm-hmm. you want to... Listen, let's just keep... You got to know what they're watching. You got to know what they're That's watching. That's why my niece and nephews were not allowed to watch Teletubbies. What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> right? So you got to know what they're watching. And then also, like, the computer was in that room. Everything is in the same room. Yeah. So we just here hanging out. So I was a teenager, but I'm watching Blue's Clues. Or I'm hearing Blue's Clues or whatever, right? So Blue's Clues has this 25th anniversary. They did this, like, social media. It seemed like a really cute, quiet, basic commercial, right? So it's this social media commercial, a uh, little, little video that ended up going viral or whatever. But it basically... Happy 25th anniversary to Blue's Clues, a cute little video, and all three hosts are in it or whatever, right? The number of people, it ended up going viral because so many people, and I'm going to say because Black Twitter has such a stronghold on Twitter, so Mm -hmm. many of us were excited to see Steve again, ever. Y'all was really touched. Shit was live. Shit was live, right? So basically, what happened was, Steve was the host. He ends up leaving but it all happens in one episode right so 
I'm doing whatever I do and, you know, my nephew is watching Blue's Clues and there's some other host on here. And I'm like, yo, what's going on? And I asked my sister. She's like, yo, Steve left. He went to college. He just left. Yeah. But, like, we talked about that shit. Like, Steve was, like, related to us. Like, the special thing about <laughs> Blue's Clues is that Steve is there. He's really excited. He's looking in the camera directly at whatever child is talking. Like, you end up building this relationship with Steve and he just fucking left. He just fucking left. So they have this video going around social media, going around Twitter or whatever. And the thread, you know, I love reading the comments under the thread. That's where the party is at, right? That is where the party's at, though. That's where the, the party thread, is at. And now that you're allowed to read quote, quote tweets now, you can like see yes. what's up there, too. That's yes. where the party's at. Mm-hmm. That's where the party is at. And everybody was under those posts talking about my nigga Steve. Steve, you left us. You're back. Everybody was talking about Steve. Everybody was excited. Everybody was reposting pictures of themselves with uh, birthday parties or whatever, or their kids' birthday parties in Blue's Clues costumes mm-hmm. and fucking kids in Blue's Clues pajamas and all kind of stuff. People made content out of it and videos out of it because the way that he left at the time, it felt so abrupt. Mm-hmm. He was just like, all right, I'm going. He, he had like his suitcase packed. He was like, this is my brother, Joe. He's going to be with you now. And, and then Steve was gone. So Black Twitter goes wild. I think other Twitter went wild also. I saw a little bit of them in the comments as well. Mm-hmm. But we're talking Black Twitter. And a few days later, after the initial drop of that video, Steve, like sends us a private personal one-on-one yeah. message and mm-hmm. talks about leaving. And this is when y'all all started crying in the car. Dude tells mm-hmm. everybody he's proud of us. He'd never stopped thinking about us. <laughs> he knew when he left, it was mad abrupt. Like, I don't know if they had planned to for Steve to do a message to everybody like mm-hmm. this or if they had him do it in response to Dude. the reaction to the mm-hmm. initial. I don't know. But whatever, the marketing was genius. Because it, it reminded us, the last time we thought about Blue's Clues was when they had a new host or whatever. So it reminded us all again that Blue's Clues exists. I never really paid attention to Blue's Clues, but once mm-hmm. that hot guy was on it, I still don't watch it. But it was like, ooh, mm-hmm. take off yeah. that striped shirt. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been great. If you were a kid, if you were a preschooler at any point for the Blue's Clues uh, series, or if you, if you had a kid who mm-hmm. was watching it or whatever, yeah. like, it was important. It was real. It was intense. I loved all of those tweets. I loved all the content that came out of it. Something else that I really loved about this is that that just is kind of a byproduct of Black people enjoying themselves on the internet is Black people are not allowed to be children when it comes to the way that we're perceived Mm -hmm. in majority culture, the way we're perceived by the hostile white majority or by white majority in general or whatever. We're not allowed to be children. Our children are not seen as children. We're always aged up in some way and treated with the hostility of adulthood. Mm -hmm. And so I really enjoyed this collective reminiscing and celebration of black childhood that took place when everybody was remembering Steve. Like, oh my God, it's Steve from when I was a kid or from like whatever. Like that collective celebration of black childhood, even though again, there was other people celebrating or whatever, but. Mm -hmm, Yeah, we're talking about the black ones. Yeah, we're talking about the black ones, right. Anyway, yeah, like the public celebration of black childhood i really enjoyed 
that. And that was something that like, it's enjoyable regardless, but it it does feel like a default act of resistance, mm-hmm. right? To the concept that Black folks are not children, don't get to be children. And just that vibe and that energy, I really appreciated this public display of connecting over something that lots of kids in general enjoyed, but this like, you know, large section of Twitter, of Black Twitter is like celebrating like, oh shit, like Mm -hmm. Steve from when I was a kid. So I really enjoyed that. And I just wanted to throw in the pit everybody who was like, it was a few posts that I saw. I was like, I don't, what is this? Steve shit. What is this? Is any I'm looking at this blue clues shit like and it's going over my head and I'm thinking context here is that like you're old and that's okay. I'm old too. Right? Yeah, everyone's old cuz it went over my head, but I just was like, "Oh, I didn't know y'all loved him so much." This is right, cute. right, right. Sure. Yeah. And I think yeah. but that's the thing with like a lot of things is like Knowing the context. I know it's times when in my house we didn't have a television or maybe I didn't have cable that year or whatever. It's a lot of things that I missed or went over my head. And then some things are because I am old, right? (laughs) And I just feel like it was so many people I saw. It's like, okay, well, you're old and that's okay. But like nobody's ready to have that conversation, right? You're either old or you are boring. Um, And those are unrelated things. I'm just saying, right? You're boring. You don't like fun. You don't like delight. Even sometimes when I see people like really hype over something that I have no understanding of because I'm a Googling ass nigga and I like black delight and black joy, Mm -hmm. I like look into it and see what they talking about. So what happened here? Whatever. But anyway, it was really cool to see that celebration of Blue's Clues and how hype grown ass black people were getting for this like revisiting of this corner, this moment in time, this moment in their childhood. So that was really cool. And I just want to throw everybody in the pit who didn't want to let niggas enjoy things. Okay. You're in the pit. (laughs) You're in the pit. And I hope when whatever it's time to enjoy your thing, I hope somebody shits on it. Oh, someone will. (laughs) For sure. What are you throwing in the pit? I'm throwing in the pit 50 cents and also people who kind of engage with like trolly, baity, gross social media Mm shit and behavior yeah, so yep. why am i doing this we all know that michael k williams passed recently mm-hmm. and we at this point know that it was because of fentanyl that fucking i got beef okay you're ruining mm-hmm. the fun who decided to put fentanyl and shit yeah, but that's another conversation for another day right Right. But yeah, so they passed. And when we first initially heard that Michael K. Williams passed, all of us were like kind of in shock and just like mm-hmm. at a loss. Everyone was, yeah. everyone, like me and Jay actually found out while working on TV Queen mm-hmm. and Jay stuff. And it was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, it was, it was, it really, it was felt. Mm-hmm. A lot of us felt it. Mm-hmm. And 50 Cent, who is a troll, at this point, he's mm-hmm. not a rapper, he is just a troll. Troll. He is a troller, mm-hmm. and he uses trolling to stay relevant yeah. because he He's could easily just troll slash. He could mogul. easily just produce troll. his shows mm-hmm. and do his thing, and that's it. But it's like he wants to somehow keep his name on people's tongue. He wants to somehow right. be searchable on the Twitters, on the Instagram, on the whatever. He wants us to write articles about him. He doesn't care 
who, what, when, why, or whatever. He just wants to like be current in some kind of way. The kids got to know his name somehow. Mm-hmm. And this is the path that he uses to do it. So what he specifically did was when we all first learned that Michael K. Williams passed, it is said that they had like a beef. I don't really know yeah. the specifics of the beef because when I look for it, no one really like says like what the beef is. It's just they had mm-hmm. beef and they didn't fuck with each other or whatever. So when we all learned about his passing, 50 Cent did a post on Instagram and deleted it. A post Like delete. that same night. Yeah. Post and delete. And the caption for his post, he kind of, he had a picture of, I guess Content an article. Troll ass nigger. An article with Michael K. Williams' face kind of just saying like what happened. So that was the photo of the Instagram post. And then the caption says, 50 Cent's caption is like two eyeballs boys like looking you know like that nosy kind of like mm-hmm. little eyeball emojis Boom. and it says damn if you didn't see raising canaan which is the recent show check it out that fentanyl is no joke killing the clientele rest 50 in peace cents, 50 cents one of his the shows that he produces the, yes say the recent show yeah mm-hmm. rest in peace michael k williams and then the hashtags are I don't know what this means. Maybe you do. Brands, Branson Cognac. Maybe that's a cognac he's has or something. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. This other word, I have no idea what this is. La Chemical. I don't know what that is. And then hashtag bottle. Maybe the hashtags mean nothing because I don't know what they mean. But I'm just okay. saying what's here. And then that was deleted because everyone was like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with 50? Like, yeah. you know, whatever. And anytime he does something like this, it just affirms to me why he was shot nine times. Like... <laughs> Nine. Mm-hmm. Nine. Yep. Someone really, like, nine. It just always mm-hmm. affirms that to me. So that was deleted. Then as time went on, we learned the exact cause of Michael K. Williams' death, which was we all suspected fentanyl because that's just mm-hmm. been the buzzing of a lot of overdose or accidental death when it comes to drug right. use. A lot of people that I, I don't know them personally, but I do know of people who have passed mm-hmm. due to that. And then a lot of famous people, like, that happened with Prince. Happened, you know, it's just, it's just like, these are people. Also, who, during this same period and a little before Michael K's death, like, mad comedians have been dying from, yes. mm-hmm. from casual drug use. And, yes. and, and the piece of it, for me, as somebody who's not a user, but as somebody who acknowledges that people casually use drugs, drugs. like, a lot of people, it's not always... And again, I'm not a a user in that way. Uh, I'm not a person who uses drugs frequently. And so I'm speaking, I guess I'll say I'm speaking as an outsider, but mm-hmm. the conversation I feel like is always, and we're going to do a show about this hopefully in the future, but the conversation is always about like, it turns to like addiction kind of. Mm-hmm. And I think in a lot of cases, the deaths that we've been seeing like they're not all quote unquote addicts you know yeah. what i'm saying there are people who casually use cocaine there are people who casually they're like I think party drugs heroin so is like a just, lot yeah, yeah party drugs right heroin is a lot you know you're less likely to be a casual user of heroin per se than mm-hmm. of cocaine because heroin can be more addictive or whatever but it's not just people who are quote unquote navigating addiction yeah exactly people everyday folks your friends who just just like i'm gonna do a bump of coke yeah Yeah. you just have something that's happened to be laced and then you know shit like that happens Mm -hmm. so when we got the confirmation when it come of to what exactly caused the death and we do know that it's fentanyl Mm -hmm. 50 cent posted again and he posted the tmz um like article snapshot saying michael Mm -hmm. k williams official course of death fentanyl heroin overdose and then like I said 50 Cent posted this and then his caption is oh those eyeball emojis again damn he smoked that little blue cap so 
for context. Mm-hmm. If you watch his show, Raising Canaan, there was like a bad batch of, of crack that had blue cap, spoiler yeah. alert, and mm-hmm. people passed from that. So mm-hmm. he's plugging his show, kind of. But still, like, being highly disrespectful, like, to this person. This is another post and delete, you know? Mm-hmm. So, 50 Cent goes in the pit. But I also want to put in the pit, honestly, not even people who engage this, but accounts that do this type of work, where yeah. they post these stuff for shock value, mm-hmm. because engagement means money. Rage right. means money. Upsetting mm-hmm. people in this way makes money. Offensive shit makes money. Like a lot of a lot of times when stuff like this is posted at this point, because we know the power of social media, it's on purpose. Right. It's a rage thing. It's a, and of course there are instances where it's like people don't even know the context of what they're posting and how harmful it is. And yes, that does exist. But when it's someone like Fifty Cent or something like The Shade Room or something like where you see them do this over and over and over, you mm-hmm. know it's not because they don't know any better or it's just ignorance or uh this a happenstance no these people this is their business it's a business mm-hmm. they've made this a business and it's i just wish that people understood that even when you're in the post in the comments to say fucking this is fucked up you've helped them out <laughs> yeah you know so I, I don't know it's just i just want to throw accounts like that in the pit who use our rage use our anger um use Honestly, the backs of marginalized people mm-hmm. to make their fucking money. Right. It's disgusting. It's gross. Mm-hmm. You know? It's it's just uh so I wanna throw fifty cent in the pit, throwing I'm gonna just throw the shade room in the pit. Cause they didn't do this, but they do shit like this all the time. All the time. All the time. And it makes them money. Like I wish people understand that that is a marketing tool. Mm-hmm. that too you know how they say bad news is good news that is that yeah. that is a yeah. marketing tool that is intentional that is not by accident that is on purpose there's no way that you're an entity that big and it's like oh i didn't know this is not like a, mm-hmm. a fucking just like my instagram or my twitter where i'm just like oh wow i'm like fucking ignorant as fuck my bad no yeah. they know what this this is business mm-hmm. it's business so they're going to pit accounts that make business off of marginalized people in that way they're going yeah. to pit and 50 cent goes in the pit and stays in the pit and is the pit and lives in the pit and yeah, that he's motherfucker kind of he's kind of the pit mm-hmm. he's a pit pit and you know i'm not i just don't understand how you still alive <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. And then uh, it's like, who? 50 Cent? Like, no one fucks with 50 Cent. Like, I think about all mm-hmm. of those Mjolgu pictures. Like, 50 Cent, when it comes to, like, rappers who have made it and outside of hip-hop, mm-hmm. too. He is one of those people. But he don't be yeah. at the table with Diddy and Jay-Z mm-hmm. and Swiss Beats and mm-hmm. Dr. Trey with their light-skinned wives. He don't be at the mm-hmm. table with them. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! And that's for a reason uh-huh. because he's the grimy of the grime. Because those motherfuckers is right. grimy, right? But no grimy motherfuckers ain't fucking with you. You's a you's yeah. a grimy ass <laughs> gutter snipe. Okay, that's a gutter snipe. That's a gutter snipe right there. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's oh mm-hmm. he is the pit. But yeah, I just had to get that off my chest because I'm just like so disgusted by him and by accounts like that at this point and just wanted to say that and you know maybe you like the shade room maybe like whatever i'm not gonna judge you but maybe not engage Mm -hmm. in that stuff because i get i'm reactionary i'm like that with Mm -hmm. twitter but if i see a certain account always does that i block it because you know what Mm -hmm. you you need me to retweet you and yell at you or do whatever the fucking rage shit i do you need that shit that's what Mm -hmm. you want 
So you know what? I'm gonna block you. So I don't even react to you anymore. You know. Yeah. But, yeah. That's my pit. That's what's going on. Mm, I'm surprised we haven't thrown him. We probably have. We have. Say that. Yeah, I'm sure we've thrown him. We in have. Pit before. I've thrown him in a pit before. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying to manifest a 50 cent impression, but I don't think I could do it. Because you have a soul. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, when you got a soul inside of you, no, I can't do it. You have a soul. You can't do it. You got yeah, a soul. You can't, I can't. I can't. No, I can't do it. If Diddy, Jay-Z, mm-hmm. and Dr. Dre mm-hmm. don't let you sit at the table with them with your light-skinned yeah. girl or wife, too, yeah, mm-hmm. something's afoot. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Wow. We did a show. We did a motherfucking show, yo. Thank you all for listening. This was a totally good time. Mm-hmm. Be sure to follow us on all the social medias. We are on Twitter and Instagram, at T with QJ. We are on Facebook and Tumblr, T with Queen and J. You can send us your T-mail at twithqueenandj at gmail.com and check us out on our website at twithqueenandj.com. Queen, where can they find you on social? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Queen Speaks with an underscore. Where are you at, Jay? I am at JennyCF on Twitter and Instagram. That's J-A-N-I-C-I-A-F. But fuck 50 Cent. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. This show was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia with editorial support from a black girl named Candace and social media support from a black girl named Joe. Tea with Queen and Jay. We turn up responsibly. And... You think I'm being typecast? I don't know. You think this cat is typecast? It's a fucking cat, you know? Ain't got much choice. What if he moved to a new neighborhood? You know? Hung out with the poodle crowd, did poodle things, you know, become a poodle. Still be a cat, you know? But what if he convinced himself that he was a poodle and everyone else that he was a poodle? Wouldn't that make him a poodle? That's a good point. I mean, weird as shit, but that's a good point. And this whole metaphor is bullshit, yo. You hear me? You think everybody don't got a role to play? Huh? You think a white boy could have played Omar? I think you're going to always be playing some version of Mike. Gangster Mike, old-timer gangster Mike, southern gangster Mike. But I'm not a gangster. Everyone that knows me knows that. Self-denying gangster, Mike. Look, I picked these roles. Me, I I made this path for myself. Did you? Yeah, did you? Or did they choose you? You think we would be doing what we're doing if we had a choice? Huh? Face it, man. Look, we from a certain type of people that come from a type of place that look a type of way. You know what that make us? Black. Typecast. If I were typecast, I'd be in jail or dead. But I'm here. I got out. Got myself out. You sure about that? Yeah. Yeah.